Well, well, well. Hello, everybody. This is a big day. Huge day. Quite possibly our biggest day. Our biggest get ever. Yeah. We have with us get live. Out. <laughs> oh, oh, girl. Girl. You get out of here. We've literally had family members only up until now. <laughs> it's true. Is that You're true? We're only get. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. I am very honored. I'm actually really nervous. Uh, please. We are nervous. Yeah. No. Full disclosure, Chandler and I went to go drop off our niece or pick up our niece and nephew before we did this. And Chandler's like, you're getting in the car with me and we're going to talk about how we're doing this episode and, and what we're going to say. So anyway, we are nervous. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's really nice of you because I'm really, really, really lame. I think people are kind of actually like surprised when they meet me. They're like, oh, you actually like are as lame as you say. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, oh. it's not an act. Oh my gosh. Absolutely Wait. not. So a little background for the for anyone who doesn't follow you on Instagram, mm-hmm. which I can't imagine that because most of our people who listen to this podcast are very deep in Utah culture. Right. So I can't imagine they wouldn't be following you. But if they haven't, you went viral. First of all, let's say your name and oh, your yeah. account. You're yes. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> who is she? Maddie of the Bad Broadcast is with us today. And you went absolutely viral when you released a video about like basically being a Utah bride. Uh huh. I actually I saw that question on the outline and I I thought you were like I thought you were joking because I don't think I went viral. I don't I don't think that happened. I mean, I was wait. I literally had on the my next question was going to be Chandler. What's it feel like to not go viral? So if you haven't gone viral, then we have you know. I thought you were like kind of roasting me, and I was like, I like that. I like that she's like like roasting me a little bit but I didn't I mean it got it definitely it got some steam yeah multiple people sent it to me so in my opinion that's viral that's I'll take it I'll take that that's fine I'll say you went viral this is a part of your history (laughs) this is my story your truth this is my authentic it was just my authentic self the rest may still be unwritten but this is part of (laughs) your history I just I stood in my power and I just felt (laughs) I don't don't even know how to finish that it's really your truth we're talking about not necessarily the truth exactly Mm -hmm. exactly wait so what was that experience like because Chandler and I have been slogging along for nine months now and I would say we've gotten some traction (laughs) but we have not gone viral so I would love to know what it's like to release something and just have it go crazy so it was weird because every step of this process I have like I say this a lot and I think I'm a broken record at this point because it's in all of my episodes and all of I keep saying it but like I literally I take a step and I have no idea what's happening and like what will happen next and then the next step will come and I'll be like cool I'll do that I guess now and then I just try and do that so I had been making like IGTV videos and I had started the podcast and I was like I just didn't really have a direction, but I was driving one day and I was like, I had seen Caitlin Riley. I don't know if you guys follow her on TikTok or on Instagram. I had seen her bride video and I was like, that would be so funny if I could do that for a Utah bride, because there's obviously we all know there's no bride like Utah bride. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I totally was inspired by her and I like, I tried to give her as much credit as I possibly could, but, uh, yeah. And then I posted it and then right away it started grow- like growing quicker than my other ones. And then mm-hmm. it was like my first big like surge of people 
that were that were coming to look at my stuff and I remember like the next two days I was like yeah I gotta quit because like I can't <laughs> I can't do this this is not what I want to do I don't I can't handle this many people like looking at my stuff and like I'm not even I'm not even shy like I don't I don't care about that I was just like I I don't know I felt really nervous about it and then I still am and that's that's where I am <laughs> I feel like I am actually the opposite of that which is that I'm like a quickly aging starlet like still waiting in the wings like waiting for the audience to arrive like waiting for the lights to come on right. waiting to enjoy the spotlight um but that's I mean yeah no and uh, I think- I'm not even like trying to be like cute about it and be like it's just oh my gosh it just like happened to me because I first of all I'm the youngest of eight kids and I'm the only girl so I'm like I like Aww. like I crave like that delicious attention like I am not at all trying to play it cool but it was just a really weird feeling that I was like oh if I post my breakfast like 10,000 people are gonna see it that was just a weird thing to think about and it just I think it just started to make me more nervous than anything I I definitely like can relate to that I feel like on a much smaller scale like anytime we've done something and we've gotten like somewhat of a push or like a rush of people, yeah. like I've instantly had the knee jerk reaction to be like, all right, we should just delete this whole thing. Let's go out on a high. <laughs> no, Let's move totally. forward. <laughs> and I always think, oh my gosh, what if I have to talk about this personal thing in my life? Or what if th- my ex-boyfriend says something about me and then all these people, I was like, no one. And then I, I remember that nobody cared. <laughs> no one. <laughs> it seems like a big audience. And then I look at, because it's just, it's always grass is always greener, but I like look at other Mm -hmm. accounts and I'm like, oh, my account, I'm so small. Like my plays are small. My followers are small. Like I'm just this little tiny account. But when I look back six months ago, I'm like, wow, what I would have given for just to hit like 1200 followers. That was all I wanted. (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, we... Even just having a tiny, we have a really small niche audience. They're amazing and they're so fun. But even just having like some people who like what you're doing and it's, you're always relative to other people. You're a lot bigger, a lot smaller, but even just having an audience, it actually, it is such a fun thing, but you also do have this level of pressure. Like, okay, are we going to say the right thing? Are we going to disappoint people? Totally. Especially in the current environment. Chandler's like our, I don't know. But Chandler, how would you describe yourself? I mean, I don't believe in cancel culture, but I she d- doesn't want us to get canceled. I don't want us to get canceled. And I think like, you know, there's you just like have to be, you know, honest, but also considerate and like recognize your own blind spots when you're just totally. like talking openly to your sister. And I think that's been a little bit of like a learning experience for Lauren and I. Because but- you want like your account and your podcast to be like a judgment-free area on yourself. And then you're like, oh, it's actually totally not. Also, you guys are being very weirdly modest because you guys are super successful. And people DM me all the time. They're like, why are you not on this? I was like, no, no, seriously, first, okay, this is, you can cut this out if you want, but we had scheduled. And then I had posted something about that. I didn't like Trump, obviously. And then you guys canceled. And I was like, oh, they don't like me anymore. (laughs) No, that's definitely not the oh, case. Gosh. Both. I I like, Honestly, like, no. And then I think I followed one of your personal accounts, and I was like, oh, okay, I think we're good. But I was like, yeah, they probably just—I don't know why. I was like, oh, they probably don't want to. They just don't want to like deal with it. So I thought no. we were friends. Oh, no, never. Oh my god, never, never, never. No, we are definitely until the day I die. 
We come from a long line of Trump supporters. And by Trump supporters, I mean our parents. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have that situation happening, but a lot of people do. Count your lucky stars. Yeah. You cannot even... I guess you can imagine what it's like if your husband has Trump supporters as his parents. And Uh not to say that all Trump supporters are alike at all. And I'm totally... This is, I guess, my politically correct disclaimer. Yeah, it was going to say, Lauren, you're doing my job. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I want our society to be built on civil discourse. So I definitely don't think that everyone needs to believe the same thing. But there's a certain experience of feeling like your parents have become Facebook zombies. Excuse me? Watch your mouth. Are you, is this not accurate? Like, I'm feeling like your parents are completely, they're just saying exactly what is being They're like, they're like entrenched in it. Yeah, yeah, like so deep. Okay, so deep, Maddie, that my mom and I right now have a $250 bet that Biden, I say that he will be confirmed president on January 20th and inaugurated, or I don't know if you can use that, that word that way. <laughs> right. But, um, and she says that he definitely will not. And there's $250 riding on this bet. Wait, are we cutting this out or are we keeping this in? I think we should keep it in. Okay, that's perfect. I just didn't know what what level we get to here. Oh, we get to this level. Regularly, we, we drag our mom in the most respectful <laughs> way because we love her. But no, she actually sent a text to our other sister, or sorry, to Wyatt, that said the Constitution will prove this out. And I'm like, what the hell does the Constitution have to do with any of this? <laughs> You're like, wait, are we? Sometimes I'm like, I think we read different constitutions. Yes. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, that's not even the one I've read. Did I get like the abridged version? I'm or... sorry. Like the great oh illustrated God. classics. Like, yeah. and- Knowing myself, that's definitely what I read. <laughs> well, after the electoral college vote today, I texted her and I said, I sent her a link, like basically saying he was confirmed. And I was like, should you Venmo me now? PayPal is cool too. <laughs> and all she wrote back was January 20th. Oh my so. gosh. It's like the, su- it's like a Super Bowl bet. You guys are like <laughs> trash talking. Totally. That yeah, is those, hilarious. Those votes could come out January 19th. He's just waiting for his moment to strike. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Because he's, some, he's got something up his sleeve. He's a genius. He's a genius. He always knows. The art of the deal or whatever. The, thi- the thing that always, whatever, we'll just go here. I don't even care anymore. The thing that like always baffles me is that is the mentality of like ev- everybody's bad. Everybody's evil, evil except Donald Trump. Like that's I'm like, okay, wait, so how did you come to the conclusion that everybody is a billionaire satanic baby eater? But like the one (laughs) person who isn't is that's the person you chose of all the people. Like, oh, and then they'll cite like the fact that he doesn't drink as like he's this morally like sanctified man. Or that he doesn't drink. Or that he's dated a black woman. They're like I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I can't. We could do a whole episode. I don't ever get into this on my podcast. So this is probably whatever. I have to say one, like Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is bad. Bill Gates is bad. Oprah, they're all terrible, evil people. But Donald Trump, who had that famous line, he'd grab women by the, not even going to say it because I don't want my mom to get mad at me for using a off color word. Right. But anyway, like the fact that somehow they're Trump apologists, it's crazy. But that said, I do think it's super interesting. And I was listening to your episode 25, your Q&A. Right. Kind of talking like real talk, um, being a little critical and just telling it like it is. I could not believe how hard you went on Utah culture. Okay. That is so funny because I was like, I honestly, that was like the most baseline surface level 
uh, like glimpse into uh, how I feel. <laughs> it was that... like, like I could have done. I mean, I, I, I don't say because people always, always give me that feedback. They're like, I can't believe how, how open you are. I was like, I, I feel like I would maybe, I would shake several cores if I like yeah. said as much as I thought. We had a question, or not a question, but in our one of our episodes, we talked about the when Heather Gay on Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Oh my City gosh, she got on my live last night. No. She did. I swear, oh I got on. I never do Instagram lives, but I was just bored, and I got on, and I was just like chatting with people. Heather Gay comments, and I was like, "Why no. is Heather Gay commenting on my live?" And I was so I requested her to be in my video, and she was like, "I don't think I can do it. Like, I contracts, whatever." And I was like, "I won't oh. ask you any Real Housewives anything. Yeah. We'll just talk about like Salt Lake and Christmas and whatever." Just like, yeah. she requested to be in my live. She was damn cool for she no for like twenty five minutes. She sat and talked oh. to me. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's epic. I know. Chandler and I would have been too afraid. Yeah. Literally. We would never have. We would have deleted amazing. our Instagram No, I nearly pooped my pants, but I was like, this is a, the beginning of a blossoming oh, friendship. So I really tried to keep my cool. Oh. And anyways, I just had to interject that I, that she's my best friend. I, okay. If you think you haven't hit the big times, I don't know what to tell you anymore. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> only but we were trying away from daddy Andy. Okay. Oh wait, my gosh. Wait, who is daddy Andy? Daddy Andy, Andy Cohen? Cohen. Oh, yeah. oh, Daddy Andy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he's probably. Yeah. you're gonna be on Watch What Happens Live tomorrow for sure. Like, I know. You're going to- when this group needs a Leah, somebody who's like younger and poor, I feel like I'm <laughs> that one. Leah's not oh poor, but when you need to wear like I mean- a, a mesh bucket hat. Oh, just yeah. like spicing just need to up. liven it up a little bit. Yeah, like I'm available. Okay. Anyway, so you guys were talking about when she was oh. on. We were just talking about, she talked on Salt Lake, Real Housewives of Salt Lake about Utah culture perfection. Yeah, and yeah. like Chandler and I, so I live in, I used to live in Orange County. I just moved. Chandler lives in San Francisco. We've mm-hmm. both been out of Utah for like three years plus. Mm-hmm. At this point, me, five years. And so I was like, wait, I had a ton of quirky friends in Utah. Like some of my friends shopped at Salvation Army or and like DI oh, and so had edgy. quirky outfits. They like wore corduroy and like panties. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah and so and i was just thinking like it's not a culture of perfection like that's just a subculture of it like there's lots of different people that make up utah and i so when we were talked about on the podcast we were totally just like apologizing for utah and like oh yeah it's not really there isn't like this culture of perfection and then even being here for a week talked about this on our patreon episode already the culture of perfection somehow it's seeped into my brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it does it's actually sick and dark it always does yeah it's uh yeah it's not an easy place to live and I say that with like all the love in my heart like I said this in my episode like it's like if your best friend had the flu you're not like hey I no longer want to be your best friend like it's like you want to do everything you can to help them feel better like you want to take mm-hmm. them you know, whatever they need. And I feel that way about Utah because I'm from here and I've lived here for, I mean, all of my life. I wasn't born here, but pretty much might as well have been. And, um, I love it. Like I love Utah so much. I, I will always have, I mean, obviously it's my home, not a hot take. I love it here, but, uh, there's a lot to improve and I feel like there's a lot of a lot of there's some some illness (laughs) that needs you know like some help and I just think that it doesn't do anybody any good for us to be like no it's totally fine like we're all fine here what do you mean I feel like I'm 25 single like for some for whatever reason when I'm in San Francisco you've got dusty ovaries here (laughs) when I'm in San Francisco I literally feel like I don't know why I'm 
making this connection, but I feel like AOC. I'm just like a woman on top of her mm-hmm. game. Okay. But when I'm here for whatever reason, like I've had several breakdowns about being alone at Christmas and I don't yeah. even think like that in my normal life, but like I'm here and it's, it's back. It's really bad. Yeah. Lauren, are you, are you married? Or are you single? I'm engaged. Oh, you're engaged. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your wedding planning thingy, thingy, thingy. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but, it's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say on that topic, like, when I was 24, I was lived here, and I was dating someone who was totally wrong for me, and I was telling my my family, I was at this, like, group dinner with a couple families, and I was just in the backyard, like, at this, like, perfectly nice evening dinner, and we were just all having a nice dinner, and they're like, how's it going with Matt? I guess I'll say his name. And anyway, I'm I was Matt. like... I married a Matt. Is it the same? Is it the same Matt? <laughs> I think it's a different person. Okay. I wish it was the same so bad. <laughs> that would make this whole podcast so much more interesting. <laughs> that would. But anyway, like I basically was like, yeah, I guess we're just like probably not right for each other, like in every way that matters. But you know, and then I just started crying, and I was like, but I just I don't know that I could be single twenty five. <laughs> no, I yeah, I remember thinking like when I was. I was, well, I was 17 when I graduated high school. And I remember I was like, if I don't have two kids in five years, I will leave the country. Like I was not going to be okay. And now I'm 27 and I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't feel like I am close to even addressing the topic of getting ready to think about having kids. We're not even there yet. It is baffling to me that people get married so young here and the pressure is so intense and then they do have multiple children before they even hit their mid-20s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I even say that I like, I just find it to be like dumb luck that I married who I did because we did not know each other. Like we truly didn't, we didn't know each other. Like we were strangers and we were 23 and we were strangers, even though we had been friends for like three years before that. Like I look, I look back, we've now been together, together almost five years. And still I'm like, we, what? I didn't even know anything about you. And I was like, sure, let's get married. Like who told me that was a good idea? Literally every single person around me. They were like, yes, this is good. People were even, people were like, geez, it's been a long time. Like you guys know everything you need to know. Well, how long did you date for? A year. A year. That's a long time. That's a long time. It's like, and it was not, it was not even close to long enough. Like seriously, it was not. And I mean, I could, yeah, anyways, we could do a million different things over, but I'm, I'm happy and lucky that it's working and that we've grown together and changed together. And that like, we can have that conversation of like, wow, we were young then we're still young now we're changing in a lot of different ways. And I, I feel, yeah, I feel like a lot of people just can't have those. I mean, this is sorry, this kind of a sidetrack, but I feel like a lot of people just can't have those conversations with their spouse. And I even have a lot of friends that are like, oh my gosh, I would never, you know, talk to my husband about that. If my opinion changed on this or that or that like I would mm-hmm. never and I'm like oh like because you guys got married when you were 22 you're you have a lot of life changes coming your yeah, way yeah. and it seems like if you don't feel comfortable going to your spouse and saying hey I'm changing and I want I want to change and I hope you support that you know you guys get it so it's just crazy it's crazy 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 
Well, the person that you think you are at 22 or 23, I just think that you're really lucky if you're self-aware at that age to really know who you are and know what's important to you. Absolutely. I was not. Absolutely. Neither was I. I was was an intern in Washington, D.C., in Washington, D.C., for a very Republican (laughs) congressman, (laughs) like thinking that I was going to like go to I was going to go back to UVU and like hopefully marry somebody. And like, if I was lucky, we would like get to live in Orem our whole life. Like that was really what my heart wanted at that age. Yeah. Um, Obviously that's not the path I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about like where the idea about the bad broadcast came and like where that name came from. So I've always just, I've always just bounced around from thing to thing to thing. I mean, and anybody in my life can tell you that. Like I've never really known what I was going to do. I've had every different like major and part-time job and quote unquote passion like that you can ever have. And again, luckily I married somebody who was cool with me doing all of that and changing in a bunch of different ways. And this was like last year, maybe like a year and a half ish ago, we were living in downtown Salt Lake and I was working at a bakery. I was like, I was a barista and I was like, I think I just want to start something. I don't know what it is. I want to just, I want to, I didn't know. I had no idea what it could be. I was like, maybe I'll do a blog of the top five things I hated this week. I wanted something that was like a little bit like cheeky and a little bit negative, (laughs) like something that just felt a little bit different. I like, no, sorry, interjection really quick. I knew we were like kindred souls when you also like one of your taglines was about your like love of complaining because yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to do something like that and I knew my mom would not be happy if I had bitch anywhere in it. Like she (laughs) probably would have, we call that, that's one of our lower tier swear words that she's heard me say that we're okay with, but I don't know if she, she would be okay with it in the title of anything. So I was like, well, that'd be cool if I could do broad. Like, it's kind of a cool name for a woman. Like, I like it. And then I was like, I like it just kind of, yeah, I went from like there to, oh, it's, it'd be cool to do a broadcast. You know, I've never heard anybody use like the word broadcast. Like, I didn't think anybody was using it. And then I liked that it was a little versatile with bad. Cause then I was, I was thinking like, oh, if I collaborate with people, I can change it to like, like I just did the post accessories collaboration. I was like, oh, I can call it like the post broadcast. And like, I, I liked that it was a little bit uh, yes. versatile like that. That's a random answer. And, uh, but that's kind of my, was my mindset when I thought of it. And then I was like, cool, bad. I'll talk about things that bug me, you know, it's perfect. It's truly a perfect I- name. Well, that's really nice because I had the Instagram for like probably six months before I was going to do anything with it. I was like, what is, what even is this? Like, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. That's amazing that you had the the foresight to do that. Well, it was mainly just me being like really, uh, well, hopeful, but also (laughs) a little bit like delusional. (laughs) Like the time I was like, but I really, I felt like I could make something work. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I just had a a desire to do it. And I was like, if somebody can just hear me out for a second, I think I can make this work. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. clean simple eats protein powder. 
Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there. Everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code popapologist for 10% off. That's popapologist for 10% off. Cleansimpleeats.com, popapologist for 10% off. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by FrameBridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about FrameBridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. I think what's interesting is like, I, you've, you're pretty open. I've like heard you talk about the fact that you did a comedy writing class. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like trying to put out things that, that people think are funny and like trying to learn the skills of comedy and like what actually makes a joke land, what the basically the formula is. It really, I don't think that there's any shame in being like, no, I'm actually a person who's going to try to put out something good that people will enjoy. And like, totally. And I liked the thought that like, like I really, people ask me like what the best part or like most rewarding or whatever. And honestly, I get the most joy out of feeling like I'm like a fun part of somebody's life. Like that's really all uh -huh. I care about is that like if somebody like in somebody's day-to-day -day life that like they can look at my stuff and it's like a po like in a roundabout way, a positive part of their day that I'm like, that's the most fun thing to me to be like somebody's friend who made them smile is like my favorite feeling in the entire world. Totally. I mean, yeah, you're very good at it as well. Truly. Well, I also just like think I'm probably like funnier than I am. But <laughs> I mean, you know, no. I don't know if you ever get this way, but like I definitely I, I'd like to think of myself that way. And I think like Lauren would feel the same way. But after we record sometimes, do you ever get this? Oh, my God. Like we will record a full episode and there will be great moments. There will, you know, obviously be some lulls. But then no matter what, basically, without a doubt, every episode after we like hit stop recording, <laughs> we both just kind of like sigh. And we're like, was that even funny? I literally I'm having that moment like as we're speaking right now like I'm honestly like can you guys just delete me from here back let's start over I really I don't like the sound of my voice and I don't really like listening to myself tell jokes and especially I hate filming myself and that is all I do that is now my full-time job is listening to my voice oh my god uh, and looking at myself and I, I really don't enjoy it. And I am a narcissist, kind of. Like, I thought I would be really oh, into it. And I'm like, get this chick out of my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I say it all the time. But things, things get weird when you have a microphone in your face. Yeah.
I mean, I'm even like just real talk. Like I'm bad at like Lauren's pretty good at like front facing camera material. And like for whatever reason, like I feel like I'm a confident person. And then the minute that camera is facing my face, I'm just like I'm out. Like I can't I kind of freeze up. I need to like take a beta blocker before I do a story or something. I feel like front facing camera is a little bit ambiguous of a phrase. I think challenge just means like talking to the camera into a story and like just like basically trying and like just being casual with it. Like for some reason, Chandler is not comfortable with that. And I'm extremely shameless. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely become more shameless. And honestly, I found it to be like a really pure form of feminism to like stick up for myself when I feel like I shouldn't be performing. Like, because sometimes like every single time, I mean, and to this day, I mean, I film myself and I have 407 different critiques and I'm like, no, like this is, that's part of like being a woman who's like, okay, taking up, taking up space, whatever, Mm -hmm, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. Taking up space, showing showing you guys know what I mean no this is yeah. incredible this is like unlocking something for me yeah truly. no and that's and that's I'm re- can you tell I'm reading untamed right now I'm like feeling very <laughs> Glennon Doyle is like cursing yeah. through <laughs> yes there's like a fire in my in my uterus um but uh no I so I feel like kind of a power trip when I can when I can beat that when I can feel like no, like I'm not going to let somebody tell me that I need to put on makeup or I need to, I mean, for my first like six months of doing stuff, I was like, I would not even attempt to do anything without makeup on. And now I, I've, I haven't thought about that in a long time. And that feels like a personal accomplishment to be like, yes, mm-hmm. I don't need that validation from people anymore. Yeah. I think that like, even just uh, as a honest woman on social media, I have to say, like, it w- is really hard for me not to post a story without a Paris filter. Oh. I don't know what that says about my soul, <laughs> but not good things. No, it's not even that's not even you. I mean, that's like what we're told, right? Like, that's what. Yeah. And we all do it to each other on social media. And it's yep. a lot of, you know, hard work to un or to rewire yeah. that thought. But yeah, that's just society, had- that's society, man. Honestly. I feel like if I have any message for anyone out there, it's that like just unless people are being super honest and just they're like you and they don't care and they're like, no, like I'm not going to put out the most idealized version of myself. Like no one looks how they look on Instagram. Oh, like, no. Myself no, included. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh. Like if you, if you think I have glowing skin and car lighting with a Paris filter, that's car lighting and a Paris filter. It's not my skin. No, like, Totally. Oh, Listeners, Lauren has been in her pajamas and wearing my robe from H&M all day long. All day long. She's been in her pajamas. Yeah. And that's like, I just, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing that we can get into. I mean, we kind of veered off of the perfectionism culture, but that was like my personal form of like anarchy from the perfectionism culture is that I was like, I'm not going to like, I'm going to try not to harp on it and like talk about it all the time. I'm just going to do it this way. And hopefully some chick out there watching will be like, Hey, I'm going to like leave the house in sweats today. And that's like my own. That's like a a victory. I feel like I just went to therapy. Like, should I do you you? like $175? Because yeah, Yeah, you should. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is, uh, if that that was therapy, we're not headed in a good direction. (laughs) 
Oh my god. No, it was great. I was telling Chandler earlier today on our Patreon app, like I even just landing here and being here for two weeks, I was like, what if me and my fiance, what if we get like pics taken? Like I had this like sentence running through my brain. Like, what if we just have some really nice crisp photos taken? And then like I was like warning lights, like air, 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 why? Like <laughs> I cannot this compute. Is the, this is the corniest thing that you've ever thought about and thought was a good idea. Yeah. No, and it's honestly why I love I mean it Israel Housewives of Salt Lake City my favorite uh franchise to ever exist no but I love it for a lot of reasons because and I told Heather this on my live last night I was like I just want some sort I don't even care what the representation of Utah women is as long as it's different than what I've seen like as long as it's something else like just give me a a small look into somebody else's life that is not Rachel Parcell yes right someone like someone to represent utah i mean tbh uh, none of those women represent even close to my utah experience which they definitely like don't need to or whatever but like rachel parcell i feel like that is the utah culture at least that i feel the most like is the most prevalent so it is cool that these women are representing this totally different side of utah totally and to go off of what you said when you're like none of these women represent my experience like same mine either but i feel that same way about rachel parcell because that's not that wasn't what i experienced either so when rachel parcell is i shouldn't name names whatever when (laughs) she's uh like on her instagram stories like i wish they had somebody who really represented the utah experience i'm like but you don't do that for me Like, what do you mean? Like, how can you nominate yourself as like the only person who can experience it because your way is what you consider to be the right way? Wait, I didn't even know that she was like dragging Real House of Salt Lake City. Oh, she dragged the hell out of it for like three days. No way. And they're going to be on it. I guarantee you. Oh my interesting. God. I guarantee you, her and her sister. Housewives. Yeah, I guarantee you. At least like prominent friends of this is on no authority. This is on literally just my brain. But uh, yeah. I would be shocked if they weren't. I I feel like I somebody I did have some sort of intel that somebody DM'd me and said they just submitted their application again because you have to apply for it. Stop. I mean, I feel like. I would want them to be on. I would want I would want to watch them. Like just for the curiosity factor. I don't follow either of them on Instagram. They represent like a certain subset of Instagram culture that I'm not super compelled by, but I do think that I would be compelled by the behind the scenes of it all. Yeah, and I think that I am compelled by those who are compelled by it. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. I'm like, like I'm so it's so not interesting to me and it's like just not something I I want to spend my time looking at or investing my life in but I am compelled by the millions of people that do yep like that's a really interesting thing to me it's all it's all interesting and then if they're on it I'll totally watch it I'm not saying that it would be a bad thing and to be honest I really don't know what the truth is and if they'll be on it I hope nobody like I mean it's yeah yeah <laughs> no losses will happen after this rest assured I'm the worst podcast guest at the end of every sentence I'm like whatever just cut it out I don't even care <laughs> yeah well well this this podcast is gonna be chopped up into like no now like no proper nouns are gonna be used yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like bleep 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 yeah, literally anything if at the end of this you're like she was really not what we thought let's cut it all <laughs> 
No, I think it's good. I think it's like, I think, I just think it's a good, important discussion. And, you know, if people are compelled by that, if they do like it, like that is fascinating to me too. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with liking it. It's just, it's just all interesting. Right. I mean, yeah. I follow influencers who are like, who like live in one room shacks in Maine and like, that's their vibe. And I'm yeah. like, I like don't want any part of that life, but for some reason I like gobble it up every time totally. like she has a story. Totally. So no, yeah, it's whatever. it's an interesting. It's just yeah, it's a weird. It's a really weird world. <laughs> um. Okay, I have to know. So yeah, Heather was on your live last night. I hope this yes. doesn't. Maybe this will influence your decision. Maybe it won't. Who's your favorite? Who are you loving? Maybe you don't. No, even I have actually, favorite. I actually really did love Heather before I met her online. Okay. Okay. I think sh- she's probably who I. I'm trying to think. I uh, can I do nominate Brooks as my oh, favorite oh, yeah. character. What an absolute star! Breakout star, hundred percent. Yeah, and I really, I mean, Meredith is fine. I find her fine, and nobody else uh, that I love yet. Except I really, I really have loved Heather from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heather is definitely has fan favorite energy, like right off the bat. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like I think she. I mean, there's you, we all know that there's like a smart way to play Real Housewives to get that job security. (laughs) And I feel like Heather is probably going to be here for a while. I feel like Jen will probably be here for a while. Um, It'll be interesting to see where the other women go because, yes, I don't know. Jen's taking an interesting path to securing her her uh, her role definitely. next season. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, that woman is leaving it all on the field. (laughs) Yeah, and I... Okay, wait, did you guys have Whitney on a couple weeks ago? Is that right? Oh, you must think we are much bigger than we are. (laughs) We literally... No. no. Oh, no. What you saw in my oh, story yeah. is that I had some insider tea about her that my friend texted me. That's all hearsay. Oh. So well, that I what, talked about wait. on our Patreon. Oh, on your Patreon. Okay. I won't spoil it. Also, can you guys help me set up a Patreon? Okay. Thanks. Um, yeah. Yes, done. we definitely can because it's totally changed our podcast. It's changed yes, it. That's yeah. what I'm... You have to do a Patreon. Yes. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, I really do like... I really do like Whitney. Whitney to me is like Whitney to me is fine. Nice, like seems nice enough, but in my opinion, is not housewife material. Yeah, I want to see things that are larger than. Here's what I want. This is my ideal housewife. Okay, if if you're asking me to just be really honest with you and vulnerable, Please. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, stand in your power. <laughs> this is my tr- this is my truth right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I need a housewife who is so incredibly just like wealthy and larger than life and going through like an extremely emotional time in her life. Like a Kim Richards as an alcoholic. That's a perfect housewife. Like has <laughs> one of the darkest like, housewife periods of all time. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I pray we're getting with Erica Jane next season for oh, her divorce. Please. Like I want everything to be larger than life and I want real life drama. Mm-hmm. 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 But I don't like Jen Shaw to me is larger than life fake drama. And Whitney is like has real drama, but it's not really larger than life. And so it's just I don't know. I need I need my boxes to be checked. No, I feel you. I feel you with Housewives. You definitely like nobody watches Housewives for the relatability. Like people are like, oh, that's so cool. I also have that couch. Like you want to watch it and be like, that couch is (laughs) $40,000, you know? You all want, you want like the Carol couch situation where it's like Jackie O's cousin grandma <laughs> gave me this couch when I married her grandson and she brought it over from Paris or whatever. Yeah, that's what I want. Totally. Yeah, but I saw I did see that uh, Andy Cohen tweeted that it's having like a like people are really responding to it. Maybe he's lying, but they are already ready for a season two. They are responding to Salt Lake like it's getting good ratings. Yeah. 
Okay. Good. That's so interesting. Do you listen to Heather McDonald's podcast? I don't. No. Oh, it's a really good podcast. Highly recommend it. I think I follow her and I, I, I like her a lot. She, uh, yeah, her podcast is like amazing. But all I'll say is like, she talks about how she's basically like over it. She thinks it's so dumb. So I'm glad to know that it's actually resonating well, with people and that we'll get a season I two. Yeah. Jen Shaw is ruining it. Jen Shaw is the most contrived character like I've seen in a really long time. I, I mean, I don't even want to watch her scenes. I actually really like Coach Shaw. Talked about this earlier today. I like him. I don't like her. I think she's bringing all the fake overproduced drama to the table. And I think... I don't yeah I, I hope she actually gets booted totally what I what I think is so funny is that and I, I said this in probably my that episode 25 that you're talking about but uh the producers or somebody came to the producers and they were like hey we should go to Salt Lake City and they were like why would we go to Salt Lake City and then they aired the first episode and they saw the absolute uproar and they were like Oh, that's that's why we chose Salt Lake City. Like when everybody's on their Instagram stories raging about every detail, I'm like, this is millions of dollars of free advertising. This is why they they wanted. They were like, where can we piss the most people off? Maybe the most maybe the most highly religious area of the continental United States. And it worked. And people are like, I can't believe they would do this. I'm like, you are securing their next season just so you know (laughs) if you don't want it to happen here stop talking about it because rachel parcel posting about it to a million people is exactly what they wanted like stop writing articles on medium okay like that's (laughs) what they want and sharing it or like can you believe how dramatic and that's what people are fascinated by i mean that's what people when people think about it they're like look at the response that their whole state is having to this one housewives franchise that doesn't happen anywhere else. Like nowhere else. Do you have the entire state in shambles over what was said in one episode of the real housewives, you know? Well, that's because Utah is just all about image and it's all mm-hmm. about how we are perceived, how we look. It's not even about who you are at all in my opinion, but a lot of it is just how you're perceived. And, and that's actually like a very interesting thing about moving here. When I moved here at 20, one I I had no concept of the idea of someone was Mormon like in their everyday life but mm-hmm. also did whatever they wanted in their everyday life too like in California if you're Mormon you go to church you don't drink alcohol you don't drink coffee you follow the rules you're like a hardcore Mormon like you live it but like when I moved here I had no concept of like all of these people who were like basically flouting the rules but then going to church like twice a month and claiming to be Mormon it was like to me I, I it didn't compute but it just is interesting like people here they're so obsessed with their image even if it isn't actually portraying who they are yeah yeah <laughs> no, and it's it's uh sorry I feel like I'm repeating a lot of things that I said have said before but uh like nowhere else will you find people who feel so entitled to other people's religious experiences yes like it always shocks me how many times people are in my dms asking me about and about every like things that are deeply personal and i'm like wait we are complete strangers but it's totally normal to like slide into somebody's dms and be like hey so how do you feel about uh your deity (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like it's it's just a really weird thing like i remember like i have uh siblings that live in california and oregon and uh they had like a kid go on a mission and he came home like two weeks later and people were like that's so awesome he went for two whole weeks like that's so cool (laughs) like that's so cool he went and served people for two weeks and it's just yeah it makes me sad it makes me sad 
I mean, yeah, it reminds me of, I mean, of Rachel Parcells, like the, uh, her recent post where a lot of people were getting upset about her, like not wearing garments. I don't know if we want to talk about this, but like, I think that's a classic example. Maybe people can go do their own research, but that's a, like a microcosm of like Mm -hmm. this, this experience. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's, you don't get it till you get it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to even explain to people who move here in their adult years because it's so interwoven into every single thing. Like I remember feeling this way before influencers when I was like 11 and 12, you know, when I was an actual infant, I felt that (laughs) way, you know? So it's just, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I always uh, when you know, we've gone that question a lot, too, but I, I have always come at it from the perspective of like Mormonism is such an interesting religion to leave mm-hmm. and to purposefully say, like, I'm no longer a part of this and I'm not interested in, the, in not only not being a part of it, but no, having no part of my identity associated with it. And like, I'm I'm just not I'm done, like making that decision and exiting the church. It's such an interesting experience. And so I always I always like perceived that people were asking because they kind of were like, are you out of it too? Like they yeah. wanted to, they wanted to like also know that this person that maybe they liked, like was also an outsider. I don't know. Yeah. I have just like decided because I don't, I, I purposefully like, just don't talk about my, I don't talk about any personal experiences, any personal, really anything. And maybe one day that will, that will happen. But as of right now, I, when this kind of when the bad broadcast started to kind of be more public, I was like, okay, there's going to be a lot of corners of my life that are no longer private. And like this mm-hmm. one particular corner, which is my spirituality, I've decided that the, that's like me and that's like a form of intimacy almost for me, which I know it sounds weird. And I don't mean to be like, I don't know if that comes across the way I want it to, but I was like, this is going to be now something that I'm going to, because it's been so public to my inner circle my family everybody's known every detail about every single thing I've ever felt about it and I was like now I'm gonna like like not do that I think (laughs) it's totally fair to want to like protect some part of your life totally and I mean and also and maybe maybe this is selfish I don't know but I'm like I know that once I say a certain thing or if I you know declare how I feel about something I have now immediately alienated like a whole group of people you know like no matter even if you don't mean to like even if things are gentle and perfectly curated I'm like I I always and that's just me being like a people pleaser I think um I mean if we're being no, honest it's totally it's true. Super real is that I'm like I I I don't even want to say and it's why I talk about the gray area all the time because I'm like if I declare black or white now, whoever's on the other side, I feel like I've lost them. And that's me being that's that's me being probably selfish and not wanting to disappoint anybody. Well, I mean, it's just a, it's a real fear. Like it's a real fear, mm-hmm. especially in Utah, having like a primary Utah audience. So I totally, yeah. totally understand. I mean, I think it. you would just also hope that your audience is like nuanced enough to see you as like a as an entire person and not just like what you believe or what you don't believe. Totally. And I also, I feel like I kind of accidentally fell into this because I mean, I talk about this in kind of like a roundabout way a lot. And I, I feel like I, I, I hope that in some way there's like, I've carved out like a little tiny area for girls who are like, Hey, I actually like want to maybe be in the gray area. I maybe like feel this way about this and this way about that. And I have conflicting feelings and people that I love on both sides. And I mean, that's how I am. I have people who I love on both sides, people who I love and respect and trust and, and 
want in my life so bad. So I'm like, I hope that there's like this little weird corner where people are like, Hey, I'm just going to like not go anywhere. And I'm just going to kind of sit in this. Like that's where I like to be. And that's where I hope other people. Honestly, are, are, you I know? love that. Like let's normalize like the gray area and totally. like, and be okay with it and not need to press people about it. Or, you know, like push them in, in any certain direction. Totally. And with, with spirituality and religion, I'm like, I hope, I mean, for, for how I, this is turning way deeper than you guys probably <laughs> even, we haven't gotten to that crying question yet. And I have a list, but uh, oh my I'll just say this last thing about it is that I hope it's something that takes me my whole life to feel like, like confident in you know i hope i hope in my mid-20s i'm not like yep i know everything about it you know like i hope that's an area that i totally feel fine being like i might be 85 and like still not know you know anyway so there's my uh there's my there's my spirituality um you're just a fountain of wisdom truly and i am just lucky to be near near it truly oh my gosh not even stop making fun of me no just kidding no, i'm it's serious it's like no, tech you, everlasting up in here it really is bridge <laughs> to terabithia um, i do know i do want to hear your crying responses yeah oh absolutely i would love to okay so you guys asked me where so who okay so, so chan you're the yeah. you're the crier you're club crying i yeah i'm club crying um card carrying member i cry at work I mean, I used to cry in, you know, at my job at my desk, mm-hmm. but now that I work virtually, I just cry in my room, which is just a, a classic crying space. But yeah, I, I openly cried at my job. Um, and it's, I'm lucky that, you know, I'm still gainfully employed. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love crying. Really, really, really love yes. crying. I process pretty much every emotion with crying and that's probably a result of being a little sister. That was like how I mm. communicated anything. So big crier, big crier. Are you an ugly crier or are you like a, like s- sober tears fall from your face I as like, you look stoically out the window? No, I don't look good. I like swell. Like I, my face okay, gets like, okay. like I already have like a lot when people are like, would you ever get filler? I'm like, I'm looking for the opposite. I need to <laughs> take out. Like I have, yeah, anyways, I have the chubbiest face. So when I cry, I just turn into like a swollen like sausage. But um, okay. So I named, I, I have 10. Is that too many? No, that's not oh my gosh, too many. Incredible. Oh, I actually think I have 11. Okay. Um, first one, the holiday and parking lot in Boise. Uh, I'll okay. say, I'll, I'll also end it with if it was a good cry or a bad cry. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. I think that was a bad cry. Uh, Sounds pretty bleak. Epcot. Oh, I mean, yeah. how could you not? That was a good cry. Okay. Uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Mm. Bad cry. I was hoping that was going to be a good one. Oh, no. The Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Okay. Which one of you? Wait. Is one of you in LA? I used to live in LA. Chandler. Me. Okay. So did you ever go to those movie nights that they would do? Honestly, if my best friend is listening, she's going to kick herself because I was too cheap to go. They were always like 30 to 40 bucks and I was too poor. Yeah. So we we went there and I think that was a bad cry. I wasn't mourning anyone. I was just. But were you watching a movie? Yeah, I was watching a movie. I was watching The Wizard of Oz. Uh, And it was a bad cry. Yeah, I think I might have been in a fight with someone. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, The next one's Arby's. That was uh, election 2016. (laughs) Uh, I've cried in in a lot of walk. Have either of you worked in food? Okay, so I've cried in a lot of walk-in freezers. That was normally where I I would cry. I just got the chills. Because it would freeze your tears right away. So you usually could get away with it. So I would cry in those a lot. Um, or have any... you ever cried in the dish pit? Sorry. I haven't ever cried in the dish pit. 
Okay. That's a pretty low place to cry. Yeah. Yeah, that would be our classic place. To be honest with you, the the free the walk in freezer was always where like I always thought like maybe like a hot encounter would happen with one of my like hot co-servers. Nothing ever did. But but then you worked at a restaurant and you were like, oh, everyone here is on meth. Um, (laughs) And you were like non-slitch. Non-slitch Any any, like, okay, these have like different names, but I call them gondolas. The things that go up the side of a mountain. But I know oh, some people like call funicular? funicular, yeah, something like that. Those always make me good cry. I love those. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, most every airplane bathroom I've ever been on, I've cried. <laughs> bad. Those are bad cries. Those are all bad cries. I like to christen every plane with my tears. Uh, every cry club. I've cried at a Hobby Lobby multiple times. Which bad location? Cry. Probably American Fork, and I'm that. Okay. It might have just been the location. <laughs> But I hate Hobby Lobby. I hate Hobby Lobby. Why do we enter Hobby Lobby, Maddie, if we hate it so much? Because my mom's like a decorator gal and oh, she loves okay. it. Yeah. Um, Say no more. Say like no Hobby more. Lobby over Michael's? Well, I sh- I'm pretty sure Hobby Lobby is homophobic. So we should probably all shift our business to Michael's. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Zara, the Zara dressing room bad cry. oh i mean yeah oh yeah, all, lighting, yeah. if you yeah. haven't cried in a zara in a zara dressing room like you, i you don't understand me there have been multiple times where i've been on my back putting on a pair of jeans in a zara dressing room for better or for worse and yeah the tears have come yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay lots of zara dressing rooms uh midnight movie of harry potter six <sighs> bad cry oh sad cry i think i was scared i think i was scared because i was probably like 15 or something which is obviously a normal age to get scared of Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and then my most, probably my most iconic cry, if you will, um, Matt and I had just started dating, not even dating. We were just like kissing and whatever, you know, like that, that phase of it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And we had, we had driven up to Park City and we had snuck into, I think it, uh, like one of the, maybe like the St. Regis or something fancy. We snuck into their hot tub and I have, so I love my dad. I like have a really close relationship with my dad and Matt and I were, had, were like, so we snuck into this hot tub. That dad detail will come back just in case you're wondering why I said okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, by the way, I love my dad. So uh, Matt and I were in the hot tub and fully, fully started crying right away because I was like, I really don't want to get a serious boyfriend. And then my dad will think I don't need him anymore. And he's not going to get my oil changed for me. And he's not going to. And bald for like probably 30 minutes. We had just started dating. And I was crying about that to Matt. And Matt was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, So what's going on here? And I was like, I just really don't want my dad to feel like I'm growing up too fast. And uh, yeah, that was that's my most iconic. That is touching. I'm just I I have nothing even funny to say. It's just lovely. I honestly feel like you had like have like a Dennis Quaid dad, like in Parent Trap. That is mm-hmm. so, because I swear, swear on my life, my parents are Dennis. Qua- Dennis my dad is Dennis Quaid. Oh no, well, no. here's the thing. So my dad, my dad's a retired uh, professional baseball player. I grew up thinking that the rookie with Dennis Quaid. I thought that was about my dad. <laughs> like that's not a joke. I genuinely thought that was about my dad. That's so sweet. And then in Parent Trap, my mom is like has like natasha richardson energy exactly oh my gosh yeah so wow what a regal lineage (laughs) yeah so when they i'll send you guys a pic because they like they have dale and nancy energy for sure oh my 
gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible. Not not to be confused with Dale and Claire energy. Not to be confused with that. Please, no. Okay, so we're 56 minutes in and we got two questions down. So what's next? Uh, I Selfishly, I want to know. Like, I want to pick your brain more about Housewives. Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um. Okay, so like... I guess really quick. Well, I, we already went over Salt Lake, so let's not let's let's move on. Um, I want to hear your all star cast. Okay, so I I really am only like deeply invested in Beverly Hills and New York, which I know is are not Same. they're Those not are the, the best. There, I mean, I hear a lot of good things about Potomac. Mm-hmm. Like I know yeah, a lot same. of people love Potomac. Uh, my friend Jordan is like my my housewives savant. Like she knows every detail about everything, and she also loves New Jersey. But I got into Beverly Hills in New York just because I knew the women before. Like I knew who Bethany Frankel was before. I knew who Kyle Richards was before. Like so, I wanted to watch that. So if I were to go off my personal all-star cast how, mm. how many is that is five mean, five six i mean I'm, I'm trying to think of if everyone's holding something and you're standing in a v-shape it's about five to six about five or six yeah, yeah. um well i'm going i love i mean bethany is gonna definitely be on mine and right. same with erica jane um and let's see let me let me go through here let's see erica bethany I feel like I actually might choose Kyle. Maybe that's an oh, unpopular opinion. Yeah. But okay. I have always liked her. Is that not good? How are we feeling about do me you now? Just, do you just like Mauricio and that's why you like Kyle? I have a lot of a lot of feelings for Mauricio. Yeah, uh-huh. I do. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Is Matt nearby? Can't share him. No, <laughs> he's, share him freely. he's nearby and he knows this. And, he, <laughs> okay. and he's like, I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah. Okay. Let me keep thinking. Hmm. I would say I'm just going to respond to your Kyle thing. I think Kyle is fun to watch. I think she's beautiful and fine to totally fine to watch, but she's not super like go back. We're going back to like the word of the day, I guess, but she's not super compelling to me. Like I want to watch Erica Jane. I want to watch Bethany. They command the screen for me. Kyle's like the, like the, the narrator to me. Totally. And I think I maybe would choose Dorinda. Oh yeah. I think Dorinda would be on there. And, I don't know. Maybe Dorit. After this last season, I love Dorit. Um, I'm not an LVP girl. I do not like LVP. Is that offensive? No. We both like, yeah. Okay. Because I... Okay, I actually like really, really, really don't like her. <laughs> How did you th- do you think she's the master manipulator that people think she is? I don't know and maybe don't care enough about her. Like I don't find oh, her wow. cool or interesting at all. Oh like I gosh. don't like I, I don't like the before. yeah like I don't like the concept of her thinking that she's like ultra chic and classy because she's British. Oh <laughs> yes, I mean you know? I mean, but she wears like, a lot of jewel tones. So I'm yeah, she wears a lot of jewel tones in like that in like the material that's made out of like a 2007 prom dress. You know, that, like <laughs> changes that like changes shades in the light. Honestly, like that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know her what husband is that, like. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's a lot of i don't like ken i'm just not i'm not here for any of that i would not live in i mean i would live anywhere if someone paid me but like via rosa via rosa or i don't even know if i'm saying right via Via is more authentic uh i i don't like the way her house is decorated i'm gonna say that i like i honestly oh i'm trying to think how where are you guys at on rinna Ugh. I think um, she's I like, like Rena a lot. I think she's I love great TV. She's so good to watch. Yeah. She's I know. great to watch. She's morally bankrupt. 
Oh, a hundred percent with the perfect housewife, great on TV, morally bankrupt. Exactly. Yeah. No, she never ceases to amaze me. And I feel like she has the whole housewife system down like more than more so than maybe anybody else. Like she just plays it every single day. And I'm like, I get it. She's all about making money, which is, you know, I mean, do you, sorry, random tangential question. Do you believe that like she's into like Scott Disick dating Amelia? Oh, I think this? I think she is so horny for it. I think she loves <laughs> oh, for it. Sure. She has never wanted anything more than to be Yolanda Hadid or Chris Jenner. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she loves nothing more than that uh thing. I just said nothing more twice, whatever. Uh, but she like when Yolanda was still on and she was like, Did you see that somebody told me that Amelia and Delilah are the next Gigi and Bella? Like yes. she loves it. She loves it so much. She's never been more excited. Truly. I mean, can we just say for the record that I'm just f- willing to put this out there recorded. Amelia and Delilah Bell are never, Amelia Gray and Delilah Bell are never going to be the next Gigi and Bella Hadid. It's just not happening, Diane. No, and also uh, Scott Disick is a predator. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make Chan- sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. No, we are. Wait, okay. I have a weird segue, interesting question. Did you see Dorinda's daughter's video? Oh, no. Just came out? <gasps> no. Oh, Maddie, you'll okay. die. Yeah. I, Lauren, we haven't even talked about this. Wait, what's her name again? Hannah. I used to Hannah. follow her. Dorinda posted it. Um, yeah, and it's basically. It right yeah, go it's to her right Dorinda's now. IGTV. And it says, like, my beautiful Hannah. Oh, gosh, that's never a good start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me dig into I'm- this. It's so bad. Hannah, Hannah she- reminds me so much of that lady who started that fake blood test com- company. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, she she does. Does. oh, I literally have chills on my face. That <laughs> is- she deleted it. <laughs> oh, here? it's gone. No. It Wait, says- did you find it? Yeah, I see it. It says my beautiful Hannah. And is she oh, like, is is she's standing okay. in front of a camera in some like terribly lit room. Yeah. And she's in like a uh, turtleneck. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I'll watch it. I'll watch it on in my, pre- in my own yeah. time. <laughs> Wait, do I spoil it? Can I? You're uh, on yeah, our time. Spoil it. Basically, she gives this like strange tip for how to like wear a tight, like a, a, a like a, a piece of hosiery as a legging, and in order to not have your butt show through, like sh- she cuts a tank top and puts it like over her hips, and she's like looking at her body in the video, and she's a very very thin woman, and she goes, yeah. I, you know, you see, I'm quite a bit hippy. Um, so this is why I like to do this. And then she has a very interesting way of speaking. And then she literally <laughs> goes off about having her own thigh gap for probably two minutes. I have this. And two, how gorgeous She it says, is. I, I have, have this gorgeous, gorgeous thigh gap. Yeah. Oh, you, do you guys, do you guys not, do you not do that? Cause I do that. <laughs> I actually do that. I mean, I maybe that I if I had a thigh gap, I would, but yeah. I don't. It, no, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, wow. I can't. I need to add it to my affirmations. Clearly. I know. And it's like, I guess there is a part of it that's just like self-love, I guess. But it's also is just such a weird thing to be like, and I have this gorgeous, I like, I don't know. There's like a thigh gap is something that we shouldn't aspire to. Yeah. So to be like, oh, I have this stunning thigh gap. I'm so real thin right now. Well, so I'm, always, I'm wearing this. I'm always so confused by thigh gaps because I'm like, isn't that like your, isn't it, doesn't it depend on like how your skeleton is shaped? Yes, yes <laughs> totally. My skeleton doesn't look like that. No, like, it, yeah. it doesn't. So when people are like really proud of it, I'm like, wait, that's like me being like really proud of like the way my knees look. Like, isn't that just <laughs> your bones? Maybe I'm right. stupid, which I usually am. Usually the answer to things is Maddie's just as stupid. <laughs> oh, Lauren and I both have entries to the Dum Dum Club, by the way. 
give them to me. Yeah, we do. Okay, give them I to mean, me. I love it. M- mine are pretty, like, I don't know. I don't know if you'll find these to be that compelling, but mine are, I didn't really realize that the word afternoon meant after 12 o'clock until <gasps> I, I was this like one today. Wait, did you email me this today? No. Oh, I somebody didn't. submitted this exact one to me like two hours ago. Oh my gosh. Learn you're never alone. Any- the thing about the Dum Dum Club, you're never alone. You're never yeah. alone. That's all. I rarely, I mean, I love it when I do get one that I haven't heard before, but the majority of them are you what pe- a lot of people feel the s- same way about it. Oh, that makes me feel better. Lauren, you yeah. can find your tribe out there. Yeah. You know, your vibe, attra- your vibe attracts your tribe. As they oh say. My gosh. That's my favorite video. I, that's one of my favorite videos because it's just so perfect. What and video? Maddie, even. Your video talking about Instagram captions. <laughs> My video. And like, yes. Oh. And like, it's so funny and it's so true. It's like, take me back, this guy. Like, I want to <laughs> expel those phrases from the human English language. Yeah. And you want to know, you want to know the worst part about that is that like, I think about that video. This is where I get really mad at my feminist self because I think about that video and I'm like, all I can think about is how much I hate how my hair looks. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. And isn't that so stupid? When I catch myself saying those things, I'm like, the man is winning, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. If you saw me today, you would know that the man uh, was losing. <laughs> yeah. We love to see the man lose. <laughs> yes, we do. The, the, amount, <laughs> the amount of time I spend, like, hating straight white men while being married to one (laughs) is alarming but he grabs his pitchfork with me which i like oh that's good yeah but okay what were we talking about oh i guess i can okay this is my entry i hope i'm not alone in this but i don't know it's 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 fairly obscure okay um until the age of probably i think i was 15 when this dawned on me and it was like right around the time i was starting to learn to drive Mm -hmm. um i didn't realize that like freeway exits were denoting the road you were getting off on i thought those two things were completely disconnected totally um and then i realized it as i began driving i was like oh my <laughs> gosh that is so smart that you're literally getting off on the street that you're getting off on no that totally i mean why would you know that before you were driving <laughs> you wouldn't you literally wouldn't thank you yeah you're- no i any people always like give me a a pre a pre, what's the word i'm looking for preamble preamble of like i know this is stupid and i'm like i can guarantee you i will find a way to be like yes that makes sense why you thought that that absolutely makes sense and validated i am voting you at the end of this yes please do please do i require that for any time i speak no i Um, have loved the the dum-dum club so much and it's made me so much more comfortable i mean on a on a less silly level it has made me so comfortable just not knowing stuff and i think that comes back to like the gray area is that i'm so fine being wrong and it's improved every part of my life my marriage like i don't care when i'm wrong at all like if if i lose an argument or if matt says something to like prove me wrong i'm like yeah totally like that (laughs) like i don't even care anymore You and Chandler are really good people. <laughs> Unfortunately, I really like to be right. And it's something I'm working on well, as a human. No, and it's definitely, it takes work and it takes like, uh, yeah, I don't really know what it takes, but. Uh, Laura, cool you'll, you'll, you'll get there. And honestly, you know, you know Chandler's like one of these fine. really, 
infuriating people to fight with because essentially like while you're trying to make your get your point across she's like being so nice and loving that it's like she just makes you feel bad for like arguing at all but then you still want to be right about this anyway totally no totally it's that, dark you're the We're worst chandler i'm yeah, sorry i'm working on it i'm gonna try and be better every yeah. day yeah i need she's- you to be meaner <laughs> honestly immediately Okay, speaking of being mean, mm-hmm. top five worst housewives. We know you don't like LVP. I hate LVP. I hate Teddy. I hate Sutton. Ugh. I hate Teddy, I too. Would, I oh, would, okay. oh, I would kick Sutton in the face. As, <laughs> no, I hate Sutton. I find her so, like, like... Kick her in the face. I love it. Oh, like, there's something about her that, like, I just... I find her so off-putting. Like, and not... Like sometimes, sometimes housewives are. I find Ramona off-putting in a fun way. Yes, like, I, was just I, I find Sutton off-putting in like, like in a very annoying way. I don't really like her at all. Like I want to people watch Ramona all day for her like absurdity, mm-hmm. but like Sutton, there's something about Sutton's like hoity-toity like behavior that I'm. Yeah, I agree. I would yeah. also kick her. Yeah, and with uh oh, what was I gonna say about um. Oh my gosh, why did I totally... Ju- oh, about Ramona. Ramona's brand of crazy is getting a little bit old for me. Like, yeah. it's just so repetitive every season. It's always the same spiel. And it's insanity mm-hmm. all the time. But I'm like, okay, we've seen the same insanity for like eight seasons. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at on her. Did you feel this way about Sutton after the first episode? Or did you like her the first episode? I did not like her from the first episode. From and everybody. Beginning. Yeah. And people were like, I think she's getting better. And I'm like, no, I really don't like her. I don't know. Am I? Why are you guys being quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Sutton is actually um, our first cousin. You're like, and Sutton's here to join us. <laughs> Welcome on, Sutton. I would love that. No, I honestly just don't remember. I remember feeling like she was just kind of like a B-roll like cast member. Like she mm-hmm. wasn't super important to me, so I didn't have any major feelings towards her. Whereas Teddy, I ship that. I do not like her at all. I think her program, her business is BS. Oh, everything about Teddy it. is two thumbs way down. Yeah. And you know who else gets two thumbs way down is freaking camille i hate camille <laughs> oh my gosh you're going yeah. after like wait do you guys yeah. like camille camille's the camille. worst i love I... camille oh i, I wish just i think did that... i'm so sorry no no i i here okay back to the c word of the day but i do find camille compelling i do like watching her she's kind of like a ramona to me in so much that she is somewhat offensive but i don't know there's just something i like watching she has that je ne sais quoi quality whereas teddy is so boring to me so boring in oh, every teddy way is so 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 nothing boring. there's nothing interesting her husband's hair fills <gasps> me with a rage i cannot describe those stupid shaved sides wait okay hold on now i have to now I have to ask if you ship eileen davidson i don't i do actually remember her no i do remember her but you said that and i didn't i didn't have any sort of feelings about her. okay i'm, yeah. a, I'm like an eileen stand but i think that could just be me yeah, no, I don't remember not liking her. I think I like her. Uh, I feel the same way about Denise. Like, okay. I didn't, yeah. Denise like really did nothing for me. Like, I. What about yeah. her ragey husband? Or sorry, yeah, husband, right? Or nobody, nobody <laughs> defines the type of man I hate <laughs> quite like Aaron. What's his nuts? I hate. I, mean- I hate that guy so so much. 
Like he, he first yeah. of all, first of all, he is absolutely loony. He thinks loony. Yeah, no, he's the type that like thinks that there's like a like a mini microchip in the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, he thinks that he's smarter than everybody. How about when they're walking out of the party <gasps> and Aaron's like, I'm going to crush your effing hand? I'm like, <sighs> oh, good. That's at least you only say that on camera. Honestly, like, he's terrifying. Like oh, after that, him. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, act- I don't like. At first, when I first met their relationship, we all thought it was hot. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, I thought he was hot. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I did think he was attractive, and I thought, oh, here's this sweet man. Maybe he runs some sort of holistic BS, but whatever. You know, he's coming to Denise's life, and he treats her well. When I saw that scene, my opinion completely changed, and I was like, oh, this guy is like some manipulative freak who's wiggled his way into her Malibu, you know, shack, cottage, yeah. whatever. Her Malibu, like multi. <laughs> million dollar home. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah. um her, you know her malibu duplex and yeah i i don't i don't stand by it yeah He's and like, i talked about 5g too much for my life yeah and with uh <laughs> with denise i'm like very confused uh, this is i know i really like garcelle i think oh, she's yes. i think she's a great addition i think she's like cool but uh denise i like i'm so confused like why she went the holier than thou way like she's Denise Richards. Like why that was the storyline she chose to be like mad at the sex talk and about all of that. Like that was weird. Like I'm like, it's so obviously not real. Right. When Yeah. I mean, and obvi- I mean, so much of actually... it is obviously not real, but Maddie, that was real. She was like devastated that she was outed as like having uh, an affair with, or as having hooked up with Brandy for sure. I don't know. Do you really think that? Did you watch her facial expressions at that dinner in Rome? Like, I still have the chills. But, like, what a... I mean, she's absolutely lying, right? I mean, they absolutely hooked up. No, she's lying. So the drama is real, though, that, like, she doesn't want it to be found out. Well, and I honestly think that's because she's scared of Aaron. Yeah. Interesting. I think she's scared of Aaron. And, like, I'm... So am I. Yeah. I don't blame her. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't blame her at all. But I guess... Was it it earlier? uh, Or was it the season before? Am I that twisted that i'm thinking about when they were talking about uh like threesomes at the barbecue was that the same well, season that, that was the same season that was early okay on, right yeah. yeah that was the same season when yeah. she was like when that when she was getting mad at erica for like talking about it and i'm like you have wh- how is this what you're going with right like, like how is that what you're going to be mad at you're like on a daytime soap opera well and she has like she's like the most graphic sex scene in all of hollywood <laughs> and the movie's like pg-13 <laughs> like her kids have definitely seen it um and you kind of would just think that aaron like wouldn't care like he would yeah. be like 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 living la culture like oh you had no a few last- that dude's fragile <laughs> <laughs> your hot takes on aaron i think are becoming my like new favorite no, thing. Seriously, i, think I mean how fragile how fragile do you have to be to act like that like that is not somebody who is like uh, he's questioning his sexuality maybe i don't know I but mean, he's not secure the electromagnetic like machines and crystals like under his brain (laughs) oh people follow him people are following him in his car remember oh yeah of course they know they know that he knows Uh, how to right the government he seems i find it highly suspicious that he targets women of the same like acting caliber and wealth category like nicola sheridan and denise richards like literally there could not be two closer people together who's nicola sheridan i don't know who that is all i know is that she was married to harry hamlin yeah, oh. she was married, and she was in Desperate Harry Housewives. She's... Sorry. Harry <laughs> <laughs> freaking Hamlin. <laughs> I wish I could do a Heather so McDonald do bubble. you think they're together? Who? 
Harry and Rinna, sorry. We're, we're all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, do we not, do people think they're not? Yes, there's a oh, lot of yeah, speculation. That's a whole conspiracy theory. Okay, do you follow Dumois? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel like I've seen it on Dumois and maybe a few other places that like they don't live together. Oh, really? I mean, that wouldn't surprise me like in any way. Yeah. But they seem to like get along. Yeah, they seem to like pitter-patter around each other. Yeah, and like maybe they're just like casually married. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe sure. they're like, "Oh, we have kids together, like let's be married, but like let's live our lives." Right, Which would right. Not surprise me. Yeah, yeah. There was just an there was just an interesting scene with Rinna and Harry mm-hmm. Hamlin. I, I can't just say his first name, but um <laughs> with Rinna and Harry Hamlin, they were sitting out on the like like she was talking to him on the stoop and she of her house, like on the stairs to go up into like the entrance to the house outside and she remarked on his new car like, "Oh, you got a new car." And then he was talking about the fact that like the girls were going to come visit him. That's what was mm. yeah yeah that uh that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they seem very independent of each other. Like it seems like when they see each other, they're like just like, "Hey, what's up? We live together, I guess." Right. Um. So that I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I think he goes away for a long time to film. Yeah. Because he's an actor. I guess that's how actors work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I. Uh, I mean, I find them. I. I like them. Yeah. Um. Chandler had on here on our outline, and I would love to know it if you if you thought about it yeah do you have and this is an, a hard left turn yeah um so you know buckle your seatbelts audience okay. but do but you have being held on to <laughs> excellent do you have any uh dating advice for young daters on the wasatch front i keep seeing it and i keep wanting to ask it oh okay let me um let me contemplate this a little bit do i have any dating advice i mean my first instinct is no but my second <laughs> instinct is okay well, date date longer, I would say. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pro- maybe an obvious one. But what I, I mean, if I look back on my like younger self and I were to, to give her give her some sage advice, uh, I just I didn't know that it was okay if my life looked different than the people around me. Like I mm. just didn't. I wasn't even aware of that at all. Like, I thought that if I deviated from what my friends were doing or what my friends were wanting, you know, the types of lives my friends wanted to have and the people they wanted to date. And I thought that if I if I like did not do that exactly, then then I would not end up happy and I would be really upset at not making those decisions. So I wish I would have taken the time to explore a lot of different life paths and I wish when I was single I wouldn't have worried about dating and I would have just done as much as I could have I wish I would have done every like internship every class every opportunity that came my way but I was like I was 19 and I was so stressed about getting married so stressed that I would be like well what if I take that job and I have to drive far away and then I can't get home early enough and then I can't hang out with people and I just feel like I missed out on a lot because I was so I had one focus and it was to get married as as ASAP as possible (laughs) you know so yeah it's yeah. just such a like free time. I mean, right now I'm like, I try and learn about comedy. I try and watch stuff and write. And I'm like, I had seven years of like single life to do that. And I, I wish I would have just taken that time to not worry about dating. So my dating advice is don't date. <laughs> I like it. And don't worry about dating. It's like life is long. You know, you will find I, the person yeah. when you're supposed to find them. It's so long. It'll, it'll work out. It, you'll find them. It'll work out and it'll be great. And the like, it's not going to happen quicker, and it's definitely not going to happen like in a. Uh, what am I trying to say? 
it's not going to be a better relationship if you hold yourself back to wait for it. You know, like I used to think that if I held myself back, I would find a relationship quicker. It'd be better. We could start our life, blah, blah, blah. And I wish I would have like expanded a million different ways. Mm -hmm. That'll be another, that's another uh, 175 if you want to send that for (laughs) I was gonna say I'm like do I even need to read Untamed anymore like (laughs) (laughs) like am I Glennon Doyle maybe I mean this has been a wisdom packed episode and an expensive episode for one of the pop apologists thank you so much for coming on oh my gosh I hope I did not just like ramble your guys's face off I was really nervous I find you guys very 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 cool Oh my gosh. No, I really um, do. I, mean, I love what you're doing. I want you to help me set up a Patreon. Also, let's hang out in real life. Yes. Yes. Let's do yeah. it. I would love it. Yes. yes. Love it. We're obsessed with you, truly. This was really, really fun. I'm used no. to just only talking to Lauren. So this, this is a match made in heaven. Let's do it again. <laughs> truly. Oh, I would love that. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, yeah, this was just excellent. Thank you so, so much. Of course. Of course. Okay, wait. So wait, are you, do you stop recording and that it hangs up or can you stop and then we don't hang up? No, we don't hang up. So okay, cool. Let so should we bid adieu to our listeners? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books found in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley, and I'm Jennifer Chaikin, and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.